Hello, everyone. We are in the grotto. First, I want to start by saying I appreciate you. Now, the next 15 to 30 minutes, uh, uh, we're going to what we're going to share with you is going to be life changing. We are in season two. And um, have you ever been broke, busted and disgusted? <laughs> Look, let's talk about it as we enter into the grotto. Hello, everybody. I'm your host, John Pettis, and we are in the grotto. I am super excited right now because I got the man, the myth and the legend. And this is a good friend of mine for years. Uh, what is it? 15, 20 years? Man, uh, <laughs> something like that. <laughs> I got Dennis in the building. Uh, come on, everybody. Give him a round of applause. There you go. You got the applause, brother. Guys, How you uh, feeling today, you man? You guys take your seats. So. <laughs> <laughs> I feel it good after we uh, got this nice little brew going and this uh, this creamer with these little waffle joints. Yeah, yeah. It's been we've been drinking coffee and talking about stuff for years. Yeah, yeah. That's the I, that's the uh, the formula. I, I pulled up a picture and it reminded me. When was the first time we did a radio show? Oh man, the uh, the gospel alarm clock with. Uh, past the dash back at uh 102.3 i don't know what year it was it was a while though we were young i i had i, I don't think i was able to grow facial hair at that point. <laughs> <laughs> all right little little note you, you guys listen i was not able to grow this beard has just started at like three years ago like since the pandemic i was not able to grow hair on the side of my face if you ever saw me it was like patchy like yeah. anthony hamilton we was in there looking like some christian wu-tang clan uh <laughs> lay leaders or something like I that still, i still have hopes of us dropping something um on the mic one day um oh, that's that's for a later time don't tease me i was about to say that actually actually sounds pretty good it right does now. sound pretty good listen stay tuned it's coming out we've actually have been talking to some gospel artists on um on social media i'm not a name dropper but you know they'll hit me up and you know and they'll listen to the podcast and things like that and i just i'm super excited about that um so listen let, as we're talking about this um, we are on um, all major platforming uh, podcasting platforms, Anchor, Apple, Spotify, Google, and uh, we're believing for a remote outreach to, re to, to reach the remote places. And uh, we're going to soon hit the streets this summer and look at different uh, mediums of ways that we can get the gospel out. As I spoke about before, 57% of our listening audience are men. That was the goal. Uh, we're talking about like 57% of the people that listen are men. And that means that mothers are getting it to their sons. Sisters are getting it to their brothers and friends are getting it to their friends. This is the grotto and this is where we deal with it. Another stat I like to go over 158 million men in the United States. And out of those men, 16 million are living below the poverty line. That is 10% below the poverty line across all groups. We are here to talk about money mentality uh, with our very own Dennis. He's going to bring some highlights uh, to us about how to manage your money and ways in which he's done it. Now, by no means, we're not taking this as straight up financial advice. Oh, we're, absolutely not. We're coming from the perspective of, listen, I've been broke and I had to figure out how to pay my bills. <laughs> Um, can you shine a little light on uh, some of the steps that you've taken uh, when it came down to your um, 
what it was like to be broke uh so <clears throat> i i gotta say that uh even even in mindset of being broke it's it's bigger than money i've seen people who didn't have a lot of money uh, but they didn't really carry themselves as if they're broke and i'm not saying that they they went and they spent and and consumed whatever good that they wanted to but in terms of uh whether or not they were stingy and whether or not they were giving and whether or not they felt like they had anything to contribute i realized that it was much more than a, a money issue and i'll say and this is this is a plug to my bro Tashaka. uh i've said to several people who don't even know this brother for those of you who, who don't know him uh, he went through a period of uh unemployment for years and this dude was probably one of the most sincere one of the best uh givers i've ever met and, and he had no job but he had uh just dope artists him and his brother and uh he would make cds for you and and, and design covers and all this type of stuff so it's like he was able to give and able, able to see what he had to contribute and it wasn't related to money and uh just over time like trying to figure out my own ways to pay off bills and everything I've kind of started to look at how we do things from our very Western, very American mindset in terms of how we look at what we have. And I just kind of reject a lot of those notions. Mm -hmm. um, I, I, I I realize that, you know, here in the Chicago land, I'm not a dude that that's considered as having any money. But if you compare me with the rest of the world, I'm one of the richest men in the world. And that's just facts. Mm. Uh, our poor people here are richer than than people in other countries um and so by no means does that make me some type of uh developer or you know some multi-millionaire or anything like that but I just realize there's a lot more power in the pennies that actually go passes through my head that's that that's that rapper's alliteration mm -hmm. a lot of power and the pennies that pass through my paws <laughs> well, when you said something that was key you was talking about uh the relationship between being broke and giving i i myself you know days where it's like it's tight be honest you know you mm -hmm. just you don't feel like you can give anything right. can you help the audience with the what is the relationship between like not having enough but still wanting to give or being able to give so it's funny because when you ask me about um being broke when i look at just numbers um the lowest we ever had in terms of income what's coming in versus what's going out in my family we was always straight mm -hmm. um even when we was honestly pretty broke and i look back now and i'm like i don't even really know how we made it and part of what where we were so straight was we had a lot of people that gave to us and i've always been able to see a direct correlation between what people were giving to us and what we were giving to people when we were able to and it wasn't um it wasn't giving them anything trying to get something back but I mean every time we we really was at a spot where we was maybe at a loss it was just so many people who just loved on us and, and wanted to give to us and wanted to share with us so it's like likewise even now um if we're in the situation to do something for somebody that's where like that fat of the land comes from you look mm -hmm. at acts too and it talks about the new believers bringing everything together and sharing everything and and, and nobody was uh dealing with lack when you bring everything in and you pull it in and you take care of your own with that even if there is maybe a lack on one hand you're, you're, you're compensating for it so just because let me throw it to you like this i remember i had to really deal with this um just a conviction the lord and it was this question of if all my bills were going to be paid for the rest of my life what if all my bills would be paid 
on time. We always have food to eat and all of that, but I wouldn't be able to work a job. Everything that you generally work a job to do, all of that is taken care of, but I wouldn't be able to kind of poke myself in the chest and say, I earned this, I did mm. this. Would I be satisfied with it? And being honest with myself, I was like, no, <laughs> I wouldn't be uh, because mm -hmm. it's about in that ego and in that mindset, it's about more than actually having needs met. It's about feeling like a, a all these other things come up, like a, a feeling of mm -hmm. accomplishment and self-fulfillment and all of that. And I, I like to try to detach myself from that when we're dealing with like what these resources actually mean as they come into the household. Uh, rich people, and I don't know a bunch of them, but they let their money work for them. That's what they do. They don't um, they don't take away any value from something that would seem small to us, like a penny or a nickel or a dime. Those things are small to us, but to them, they know that it's going to add up to something. And so really starting to take time and, and value like the smaller things, whether it's where you get your gas from or, or how often you buy clothes or where you where, where you shop. All of these different things are going to end up contributing to a bottom line that you might not see immediately, but you'll see at the end of the year when it's time to file your taxes or it's time to uh, write some things off or what have you. So I just I'm, I'm not I'm not great with numbers at all, but I just realized that usually what's the most convenient and the quickest option for us is usually going to be the most expensive one and so i've just kind of over the years like slowed down and said i want to go the hard way prime example like mcdonald's mm -hmm. quick easy on every corner that you go through in the city but how much money do you spend and it seems like nothing it seems like nothing it getting does. some fries it, it seems like nothing getting a burger <laughs> but you could go and get the same stuff and make it at the house and keep all of that in your pocket. I uh, what's funny about that? I was, um, you know, my mom used to always say, you know what? She'll pick up a penny, and she was like, all I need is ninety nine more of these, and I have a dollar. You get a dollar, all you need is ninety nine more of those. You have a hundred dollars. Nice. And I think with that notion, when you start bringing up like two things, I want to point out. You was like McDonald's. It was one time we were doing our taxes, and we were living down in our college town, and we made like. $30,000 with those jobs down there together, right? But we looked up, we were like super broke during the year. And I was like, the Lord was like, go get your printout of, your, of the year. So I got the printout of my bank statement and I just started highlighting everything we ate outside of cooking at home. McDonald's, Burger King, whatever, uh, whatever we ate, just highlight it. Man, it out to about like $10,000. <laughs> You don't think them um, them dollar menu meals will add up, but you do that for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Yeah. At college, you know, you're talking about five dollars here. You do five dollars a day. Man, let's have some fun. But but this is the crazy part about what you just said. If somebody came to you and was like, "Yo, uh, yo, put ten thousand to the side," the first thing you're gonna tell them is, "I ain't got ten thousand." Mm-hmm. But when you actually look through your bank account and you look through your spending, you did have ten thousand. What you was really saying was, I ain't got 10000 I could give you right now, and I don't have 10000 left in my budget after I spend on this other stuff that I could actually cut out. Man, back in the day, McDonald's, if it was $5 a meal, and I did three meals a day every day, that's like $5,400. We know good and well McDonald's ain't $5 a day now. No. You're talking about, like, if you're feeding your whole family, you're coming out like 30 40 bucks. Absolutely. If you feed <laughs> my kids, man, these jokers don't want Happy Meals. It don't make them happy no more. They realize you get way more food 
<laughs> but 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 peep this right so this is when i start getting like too crazy like my wife is like she need a break from me okay so you spend the mcdonald's right mm-hmm. your family ate that well you also got to add in the fact i don't know about y'all but for me when i eat something like that i get hungry real quick it don't sustain me very long so mm-hmm. i need to get something else to eat number one so i'm gonna go ahead and increase that cross right there like i'm gonna need something else to eat number two you didn't get any of your nutrients you didn't get anything for nutritional value so you could go ahead and probably add in a little bit more money in terms of medicines that you're going to need because like oh wow people are going to be sick people are not going to recover as easily because the stuff that your body needs to sustain itself you didn't provide any of that you also still gonna it's it's just gonna it's gonna translate in so many different more things like stuff that you don't even see immediately but it's not like what's gonna produce like energy it's not what's gonna produce uh like effectiveness it's not gonna do anything for you but meet you right there in that place in that moment that's it wow and so that that money doesn't it's dead as soon as you spent it you just threw it down the drain okay we we good right now and that's it but it provided no other value and that's it's like whoa like, that's powerful bro <laughs> like you you just you just you just uh drop some knowledge i want everybody to hear that he said when you eat unhealthy it make you sick and now you got to pay for more bills and things like that going to the doctor i can agree with that yeah. that that has happened good man um so when you talk about managing money yeah we, like we, we jumping on managing money um it, it's most a lot of people that i know struggle with that um for a person who has children and you know you want your children to pick up where you left off not where you started when it comes down to money uh what techniques have you taken to make sure that they're gonna be straight when they become adults okay so the whole reason I kept this phone in my hands because I ran into the scripture on Devo the other day. I've seen it before, but this was one of those weeks that slapped me in the face. And I think all of us, all of us know about uh, what's the description to talk about the wealth of the wicked is stored up for the righteous. But before that, and this is in Proverbs 13, the 22nd verse, mm-hmm. before that, it says that a good man saves and has an inheritance for his children's children, not just your kids, but even their kids. Mm. So what I've started doing with my kids is instead of giving them uh, these of course i lose the word as soon as i try to think about it instead of giving them these examples like we had in math you know a regular math problem that doesn't relate i will show them my actual bill Mm -hmm. the mortgage comes the the car note comes and i say hey take a look at this this is how much i owe for the month do you understand interest no i don't understand interest i explain interest to them okay now so you see my principal this is how much i owe on the truck this interest that's how much i owe because these people are charging me because i borrow money from them you see this right here this is the late fee because i didn't pay it on time and so what i do is show them so they can calculate for themselves how much extra i'm paying but then i've been able to incorporate something like credit into that and so they understand that if my credit is higher i'm going to get charged less if my credit is lower i'm going to get charged more and ultimately it's going to cost me more money that i can't spend on stuff i want to spend um the, the one of the other things i tried to do to uh really hit home these facts i'll give you an example my 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 kids school they do some things that i'm mm-hmm. just like it drives me crazy so they had this uh for valentine's day it's called crusher grams you spend a dollar and you got a crush pop and you send it to one of your friends and wrote a note on it 
so one of my kids she just went oc she bought like 17 of them first of all i hate my kids drinking pop i love my kids but i hate when they drink pop because all i see is again cavities mm -hmm. and, and dental copays and all of that right sugar that they don't need so anyway she bought them and i wanted to just dump them out but i had to think about that reality reality is and the life and the society we live in is she spent 17 dollars though she wasted them she spent 17 dollars on something so i didn't think it was fair to throw them out so what i did was i bought them back from her mm. and i came to her and i was like yo she only had like they they killed these pops so she had like three or four left and i said well look look would you uh would you sell these to me for 10 bucks mm -hmm. and so she's like yeah and she realized it's a steal she actually thought she was ripping me off which was kind of funny <laughs> um i had to check her on that because she was really happy for getting over <laughs> on me but what i explained to her was that uh, she had wasted her money and that she spent 17 dollars getting 17 pops which in reality she could have spent maybe 10 or 15 dollars and got like twice the amount of that um mm -hmm. and so when i explained to her what she lost i let her know that i was now gonna give her this great price so she basically ended up coming out in the black and that's pretty much what people who are wealthy that's all they do for their kids they loan them money they um underwrite their dreams and make investments into them so that's and i had to let her know like i didn't lose any money i made an investment to you because you started off with 17 dollars and you blew it on 17 crushed pops and now you now you spent I just paid you back 15 because her mom took some of her pops to small groups. So I mm -hmm. paid for those pops too because it's only fair. So I paid for five of them as a one-on-one and then I bought three at 10. So I was like, well, you got 15 bucks now. So you only, it only cost you $2 and you still drank most of your pops. But before I let her enjoy that kind of moment of getting over, I had to convey the loss to her. Mm -hmm. And I, I needed her to see she was salty, but I needed her to see how many pops you would have bought if you had just went bulk and got your own versus mm. kind of going through this service man listen this them school systems man i call them like kitty casinos man they will get your kids to buy stuff and send them home with stuff and watch out for that man because yeah. these <laughs> these schools man did you notice man like the candies that they sell just cost they're so small now yeah. and and i know we're talking about stuff that's happening with the family and with children and things like that but you don't realize these are the things that that presents the poverty mindset yeah the mindset of i have to be a consumer in order to feel like i have something and that puts me in a position of feeling like i'm not broke but you actually are spending money which makes you more broke um consumerism is ridiculous right. and you know it's almost like the idea that i hear when people say like you know man i just got to take care of me first i got to do what i got to do but any farmer that goes and plants a harvest he takes the first of his harvest and he feeds his family oh. then he takes the rest and take it to the market but if you sit there and you eat all your harvest eat all your seed you won't have anything else have to grow so man that's amazing teaching your children how to do that um you know so in that light so now you're teaching them like what it means to have money you said you talked about interest rate and bills yeah and and things like that but like when it comes down to eliminating debt that's a big one right you got some people that believe that you know debt is good if you use it for the right thing then it works like you know say i go into debt for buying a bunch of t-shirts mm -hmm. and each t-shirt cost me ten dollars and i sell these t-shirt on the internet for twenty two dollars well 
plus shipping and handling, I may have walked out with like seven bucks. So that's a good investment because now I can pay back for those T-shirts and get money back. All right, cool. But what about those debts that ain't good debts? Um, you know, there's different techniques out there like snowball, panning in bulk, cutting up credit cards or whatever. Right. What ways have you found to manage debt? So I, I go pretty aggressively after uh, like eliminating that I, I think the first thing and you said this word which is so key investment like the, if i take on a new debt it needs to be an investment so mm -hmm. this is the thing if anybody that's issuing you any debt they're giving you a loan they're doing it because they're hoping to make money off of you mm. so we got to first start off with their agreement with themselves is yeah i can get some money off of you and so my agreement with myself is I'm going to let you try to get this money off of me and I'm going to make sure you get as little bit as possible because everything that you don't get from me stays in my pocket. Mm. So when I buy something with an investment, there's always a, a end state that I'm trying to achieve. So, for instance, it might be a car. Right. And it's funny because like as I came in, I was talking to my father. You probably overheard some of the conversation. I'm looking at uh, selling a car. And so I'm kind of shopping around some ideas with him about like how much I should go for and all of that. But the whole purpose of me trying to get a car is to have a way to work that is very efficient in terms of gas and wear and tear on the vehicle. That's my main goal. And so I don't really I'm not interested in all the, the, the bells and whistles that everybody else is interested in mm -hmm. because that's what I'm shooting for. Right. So that's an investment because if I get the work on time. If I get the work without uh, my car breaking down. That's helping me take care of bills and that's helping me generate income for the family. But then on the flip. There are sometimes I've opened up like a maybe a credit card or so forth. Mm -hmm. And in reality, I'm open it just to establish like a little record on my credit. So I just heard this thing on YouTube the other day, which was pretty dope. It was a rapper and he was saying that um, somebody told him not to buy his cars. He had all these cars and his manager was like, stop buying them in cash. He was like, why? He said, because you don't establish any credit when you buy it in cash. Mm -hmm. There's no record that you paid for anything. So. He went and he spent it in cash, right? And not to mention the fact that the car depreciates as soon as it comes off the lot. But he spends it in cash, he pays it off right, right away. How does that affect his credit? It don't. So typically, if I'm getting most things, most things, if I'm gonna get something on credit more times than not, I already have the money to buy it. I'm using the credit. I'm manipulating them like they're manipulating me. Mm -hmm. So I'm buying something. I'm gonna shoot for zero interest whenever I can get it. And I really try to pay it off in advance. Because the main thing I want to do is get something on my credit that shows I was faithful and I paid it off. And again, it was affordable. So I don't go for stuff that I can't afford outside of like a house, a car, some necessary repair that I can't get around. I don't typically charge or take out loans for stuff that I can't afford. So basically you're using credit to your benefit. Absolutely. And not just for you to consume. Right. I guess the same thing with money, you know, not consuming money, using it as an investment, but using credit as a, okay, I get it. Um, so I heard this one thing that I was reading. It says uh, the reason why it's called interest, uh, because you're paying for their interest first. Most people don't realize that that interest is coming off the top. You're mm -hmm. not even paying it to principal. Yeah. And so you're paying for the interest. I heard another thing that was said about mortgages. Um, that the word mortgage in Latin means death grip, mort for mortality, gauge Makes for sense. grip. And basically just saying you're going to be in your house until you die. You're going to be paying this thing right. until you die. I mean, 30 years. I, I When I was signing my mortgage papers and I was just like, so I'm promising I'm going to have a job. 
for 30 years. That's crazy. In this economy, the way people have been getting cut, I shoot, since I've been in my house, I don't think I've had like about five jobs. And they weren't even my fault. Right. <laughs> the economy happened, they was downsizing, and it just happened. And now this company that I've committed to paying for this house with, they're like, well, it don't matter what happened. You gotta pay us because you promised us, you know, 10 years ago that you was gonna keep a job. Right. It's like, bro, do you understand what's happening out here? And of course there's there's grace for different type of vehicles and 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 uh, things that you use for assistance. I will tell anybody out there, get all the assistance that's available to right. you, man. Go sign up all the government agencies, all those different things. Use the buffer that you have to uh, to help get you over these hard times or these moments as our economy is shifting, interest rates are going up, deflation. Um, this this not new. This, right. this ain't no, new. It's not. You look it's in not. the history books, this ain't new. This has been happening in Bible days. But you know what else? You know what other government assistance we need to use? Mm -hmm. Reading. Reading. <laughs> like, I think it was taught in most public schools. You mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? Read. Mm -hmm. um, read. Ask questions. Mm -hmm. uh, no. Nah, no, I don't sit down and read through everything I'm supposed to. If my father was listening, he'd be real mad. But it's not realistic. It, like, that you understand all the legalese and all that. But you still got to read through stuff and look for... Uh, where they explain certain things I got hit years ago by Best Buy I've never forgiven them for this I got hit by Best Buy some years ago I bought a computer and I was nailing it overpaying everything and I was so ahead overpaying them that one month I did not pay them and I started to double down on another bill and these jokers had given me interest free and because I missed that payment they uh, not only took the interest free from me but they charged all the interest from the previous months so my bill went from like, let's say my balance was like six, $700. It went to over a thousand dollars. And I was like, whoa, what's up with this? And when I explained it to them, I paid, I owed them less money than I would have had I paid the minimum balance. That's how far ahead I was, mm -hmm. but they didn't care. All they cared was you still have to make the monthly payment on time. So you have to read and, and get in between a fine language and ask these questions because that was a way that they just hit me off for. It wasn't even me being unfaithful. It was just me saying, oh, OK, I'm ahead. Let me take a break. There, there are other situations where you have companies who will penalize you for paying ahead mm -hmm. because the, the fact is and you really got to see this. These people make money off of you not being disciplined. They make money off of you not being faithful. Money off your ignorance. They, they they do. So it's like even when you was talking about the example of like the mortgage, right? Deep down, ain't nobody tripping because you can't pay that mortgage on time because now we can get some extra money. Mm -hmm. We already had it shut up to make some money off of you, but we don't make money off of you doing what you're supposed to do. Nope. I make money off of you spending spending that money you shouldn't have on some clothes, on a vacation, on a trip, and now paying me late. Now I'm gonna hit you with them late fees. So for me, the way to deny them is to pay the stuff on time. I laugh when like when I have problems with companies, I pay them even more aggressively. Mm -hmm. Got you. And one thing I noticed particularly with my student loans was the more aggressive I was in paying them off. They started sending me notices every couple of months to say, hey, you know, actually, you don't need to <laughs> you don't need to keep paying like this. You know, your, your, your minimum balance before your, your minimum payment was like two fifty. 
you know what now we gonna make it 210 and i'm like bet now i'm paying 310 <laughs> like, <laughs> no, yeah, no you don't need to do this dollars is gonna go towards your principal you, you don't need to do this you don't need, it, and it's just like you said it so if it's going to your principal then you can knock down that interest because the interest is based on that principal Facts. So it's like you got to you got to overpay some of this stuff and it's in this for a season you got to see what you can do when you can do it facts there are different seasons for everything so look you want to be sharp or whatever whatever your thing is is what your thing is but it might be a time where buying this outfit is cheaper to do it next week than this week or maybe getting a car or maybe getting a house or whatever you're, you're looking at it might be cheaper which location you're going to or which mm -hmm. day of the week or or do you use amazon or this store that's going out with a clearance and so when you ignore that stuff it's like you were saying earlier it's not that the ten thousand ain't there it's that you spent it already you spent it already. and you're wanting more money instead of looking for the income that's already inside of your pockets and i'm gonna say to most people that's listening to this I guarantee you is money in your pocket that you are not considering i'm sure of that guarantee listen facts dennis is dropping gems right here uh straight up uh dropping them I, i'm i'm excited about this this is really good you said something earlier about when you when we talked about the segment about being broke or whatever but you never noticed it because people were given to you uh and they were given to your family and um i, I would say that I want to highlight that because I notice a trend that when I'm not so overly whelmed or concerned about what my money and what my budget is doing, not because I'm being uh, not being a good steward, but I do believe that God is going to supply all of my needs yeah. and that giving is a principle in which even the wealthy use. It's a principle, which means that this is something that's set in place that God's going to honor, whether you are believer or heathen mm -hmm. he's gonna honor those give and it shall be given unto you good measure pressed down shaking together and running over shall men give unto your bosom so now you're talking about somebody who is not a believer who is giving and now money comes back to them because they they set up things in their businesses in their household to say you know what we're going to be consistent in our giving of charities and to church and to other people and to the homeless and you look up and their life has taken on this roadmap let me let me say this though like we we jump a lot to money and i think it's one of our mistakes because it's uh we are like a consumer of society as you mentioned before and so a lot of things does translate to like you know what don't make dollars don't make sense that sort of thing but we forget all the other things that that will benefit from um i remember when i was overseas um with the with the uh the military and there was this group called Sneakers for Soldiers, right? And Sneakers for Soldiers was giving us free shoes just on the strength of being overseas. So I'm just like, this is amazing. I thought it was completely unnecessary, but it was like a, a real, it was from a sincere place in the heart. So this lazy lady hooks us up with all these shoes. She sent my guys like, we got 54 pairs of shoes. And I'm talking about like Brooks and ultimate like good stuff. Mm -hmm. And so, I used to stay in contact with this lady, right? Writing her letters and everything and sending her emails. And then one day she hits me up. Now I'm doing this cause I'm just like, I'm just amazed that you care about us and we don't need your money to get some shoes, but you did it anyway. And so I'm staying in contact with her one day. She hits me up out of nowhere. I'm in overseas. She's like, yo, uh, can you shoot a video and send it to me? Because like, we're gonna be on the news. I was like, what? I wasn't supposed to do it, but I was like, dang, like, 
she always looked out for us so i sent her this video fast forward i sent her a video it's like a collage it, it goes on it goes on international news their um their fundraising like that next week takes off so they get like all these different donations based on this cameo on the news i'm on the my family ends up getting a spot on there somebody calls my wife and is like yo i saw y'all on the news we want to do video spots with y'all mm. so like they start doing like these little commercials and stuff like that filmed in the house filmed by her my kids literally were making bread because somebody saw them on international television based on me trying to help out a lady that did something for us there was no way i would have been able to predict that mm. but it actually did down the line translate into money which was for me just returning uh, the goodness that somebody did to me so it's like you know the, the word says that eyes haven't seen ears haven't heard no eyes seen no ears heard no one's entered to the hearts of men what god has in store for those who love him we can't really define how god is going to do stuff for us but what you can really define is when you won't be able to see it because you you plan on not being used by him to do stuff for other people negative mm. You know, I've, like I've never seen the righteous forsaken, never. nor his seed begging bread. Never. It's funny that happened while your children were making bread. That's that's dope. <laughs> 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 so listen, man, we're coming up. We promise you, um, you know, about 20, 30 minutes here, and we kind of wrapping up. You know, men and the love of money. Matthew six and twenty four says, um, "No one can serve two masters, for either he will hate the one." and love the other or he will be devoted to the one and despise the other you cannot serve god and wealth you know out here we have this wealth mindset yeah. setting up stuff for our families all those other kind of things but what i don't want to do is get to my get to the point where it's like that's what i'm striving for because now i'm starting to love the idea of being wealthy and not loving God. He tells us clearly you can't do both. Mm -hmm. When it comes down to the next steps, give us this final highlight of that scripture and how you how you compartmentalize that. Because we're talking about money mentality, but we also can't get so caught up with the wealth that we just be like, you know, no, no God in, involved. Real plain, you just submit it to the Lord. That's it. What you have, what you don't have, it's yours. It's it's a tool. It, it, it's a tool that we like to use a whole bunch, but money ain't that different than a hammer. Like you use it the right way, you can build your house. You use it the wrong way, you can tear everything in your house up. And so it mm. still has to be submitted to the Lord. Uh, what's a good investment? Who's a good person to invest in? I mean, look, man, we from we from third biggest city in a in a in a country. You uh, who I ain't met nobody that's given to every single person they seen on the street. There's some people you've given to and there's some that you haven't. Well, there's discernment that's involved. And guess what? Even when you try to be discerning, some people you should have gave to and you didn't. And some people you didn't give to. Well, I might have just reversed that. But some you shouldn't have given to and you did. And some you should have gave to and you didn't. But that's the whole thing. You're still continuing to go out there and, and elect to submit it to the Lord. You're not going to get all of it right. But it doesn't matter because he's promised to be with you anyway. So you 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 trying to get it right. It, he don't need you to get it right. He needs you to have your trust in him that even when you screw it up, he'll fix it. And so, you know, with that, I'm not worried even about this car. I'm not worried about making a, a, a mistake intentionally. I mean, not intentionally, but unintentionally, because it's like 
he's gonna be my refuge regardless i'm going in there with the heart of i'm not trying to waste this money i'm not trying to squander it and i'm not trying to go and fulfill like some desire you know hey it'd be nice to drive a hellcat but guess what we're not doing that we're doing something that's gonna work for my family something that's gonna benefit my family and you know what if i get to a point and the lord is like yeah you got something to, to spend and you can get a hellcat and and it's not trumping other things it integrity is really what it is if it's not prior taking priority over something else that should be above it then i can go ahead but until then no the money is just a tool man guys we are in the studio with my guy dennis if anyone out there you hear his good stewardship we're talking about stewardship but if you got an extra hellcat out there that you just got sitting Yo. in the garage love help offerings you, help, you, help your boy out <laughs> <laughs> write it off we just Take talked it. about giving help him out with a hellcat no man listen offerings. listen i am not opposed to getting whatever god has for me but as we line up the money mentality this is probably the third time i've done money mentality but you are my first guest coming on here man i really really appreciate everything you've done here um, i get a gift for you and everything man just for taking out your time any final words you wanna uh, wanna drop on the on the grotto to people who's sitting in the cave with us right now? Yo, uh, the Bible says that there's safety and counsel. Get you some wise counsel. All this stuff I'm talking to y'all, I still made at least two calls and a conversation with my wife before I'm even going to meet with these people about this car. Like, period. And so, like, if you're gonna make any decisions that are gonna be wise or any decisions that are gonna um, have sound judgment you have to have some some good counsel you got to submit yourself to it and if you're not then don't really expect to be fruitful in it man gems dropping gems man i think the i think they liked it take, <laughs> take your seats don't don't spill your beverages <laughs> man we are listen thank you so much man for dropping those gems on us it's listen money mentality men and the way we should be thinking about money and start scratching and clawing our way out of that poverty mindset. Yeah. He talked a lot about it being just mindset where he didn't even know they were struggling with money growing up and that they were being broke and all that other kind of stuff. But yet God provided for him through the means of other people given there is a way that we should be walking, gentlemen, and uh, definitely appreciate you. We on all major podcasting platforms, Anchor, Spotify, Apple, Google. Please share this with your friends and your family. Thank you so much for listening, and I appreciate you, and we are in the grotto.